Here is a sermon message from Somerville Community Baptist Church. To hear more sermons like this, please visit iloveSCBC.org. Well, good morning, church. May the grace and peace and love of our God be upon you. And I hope you are doing well, staying safe, healthy, faithful, and hopeful. A couple of weeks ago, I had amazing meeting with one of our leaders here at the church. I had in-person meeting in the Pala uh, when we had a short meeting, a lot longer spiritual dialogue right before she left. She said this, Pastor, you have no idea how much I miss going to the church. Uh, recently, I feel like I've been really far from God. And I had no idea how much I miss going to the church, how much I miss seeing my brothers and sisters in Christ until this COVID-19 pandemic crisis happened. You know, things are so different today, aren't they? How many of you miss good and old days? I'm referring last year, January and February, when we can go anywhere, when we can travel anywhere, when we can have everybody come here in the house of the Lord and worshiping our God together and also have Christ-like fellowship in the fellowship hall when you and I can always go to the restaurant or grocery stores without, you know, wearing facial masks. How many of you actually are missing good old days? This pandemic crisis caused by COVID-19 changed our life completely. Changed a lot. I've heard so many times this phrase, we are living in unprecedented time. It's unprecedented season. This is an unprecedented time. You know, I would give anything for precedented. Anything precedented. I just want some precedented. In fact, can anybody give me a little precedented? You know, most people today... They are just tense and they're easily agitated. People are so uneasy at best, and some are terrified and incredibly angry at worst. And then many of you, your relationships are also struggling. In fact, I've been guiding and providing pastor care to so many married couples right now because their relationship compared prior to this COVID-19 and not as good as before. And then also I'm providing also pastoral care to the parents whose relationship is not as good as before with their sons and daughters because of this COVID-19. I talked to so many people for last almost 10 months who just have a deep sense of feeling disconnected from the family, from the society, especially from God, or feeling hopeless, or they are lacking confidence in the future, or they're feeling kind of lacking in direction for their life. In addition to that, a lot of people have been getting into this destructive habits or bad rhythm since COVID-19. I'm sure many of you gained your weight because we cannot simply go out and exercise. So many people have been saying this, life just not working the way I want it to work. And things are just not going well right now. 
We've been dealing with just such a heaviness or such an uneasiness during this very difficult time. And that's why I felt compelled to preach, to remind you of your identity. And here's the thing. As we are going through these difficult times, unless you are holding on to the true who you are, right? And then your identity, you tend to focus on the circumstances. And you easily take sidetrack, you easily distracted, and you easily lost to your sense of who you are and your identity. That's why I feel compelled to preach to you, to remind you about your true identity. And I entitled today's message, What Are You Missing? What are you missing? In fact, would you turn to your family and then set that with me? All right, you ready? What are you missing right now during these very difficult times? Today's passage is taken from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 16, verses 18 through 19. Only two verses. And many of you, I'm sure, know this story and this, this verse as well. And some of you can't even recite this word by word. Very famous passage, which I believe is also remind you and give you the true definition of who you are. Matthew chapter 16, verse 18 through 19. I'm going to read it from the New International Version. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I'll give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bound on earth, it will be bound in heaven. And whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. For this is the word of the Lord. Let me just briefly give you the context of this passage, portion of the passage here. Now, Jesus Christ was with disciples, another teaching woman. And Jesus Christ all of a sudden gave the disciple pop quiz. The, the contents of the quiz was this. Who do people, the other people, say that I am? And disciples, they start thinking. And some of them actually start saying, oh, people said you are John the Baptist. And others said, you are like prophet Isaiah, prophet Jeremiah, the other prophets. And when Jesus Christ asked the real, true question to the disciples, who do you say that I am? Led by the full of Holy Spirit, Peter just burst out and shouting, you are the Messiah. You are the Christ Jesus. You are the true son of the living God. Amen. With the Christ's spirit, I'm sure, just fully uplifted. At least uh, one out of two or one out of 12 really got the, the right about who Jesus Christ is that time. Then he said our passage of Peter. The Greek name of Peter is actually Petrus. That's the rock. So Peter, I will build my church upon the rock. Upon the rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And I'll give you the key. The key of the kingdom of God. And whatever that you bind here will be bound on earth. Will be bound on heaven. And whatever that you lose here will be loosed in the heaven. Wow. This passage, a lot of people only see this portion, fraction of this ample and deeper meaning of what Jesus Christ wanted to tell the disciples and us. A lot of, some people said that. 
This is just praising comment and statement to Peter. And according to his praising statement from Jesus Christ, Peter was being used greatly to start the church. That's right. It was used, but so the others too. And someone like the Apostle Paul, he used greater. And some other disciples as being used as the same as the Peter. And I think what Jesus Christ was really telling Peter and disciples and all of us as this true meaning of the church. True meaning of the church to the disciples and to us as well. In fact, the, the word church in Greek is ecclesia. Heard about the word ecclesia? Actually, that's been used about 107 times in the New Testament. And this passage, and it was Jesus Christ. Who used this word, ecclesia, for the first time? Did you guys know that? He was the one who established this concept of the church. In fact, the Greek word ecclesia uh, has a two part. The act means out of, and glacia means called or calling. So ecclesia means a group of people or assembly, those who are called out of the same purpose, or the same vision, or the same spirit, and same mind. That is the true meaning of the church. Then why Jesus Christ said this? I will build my church upon this rock. What does that mean to our life? And I think what Jesus Christ is telling us, that the church is not about building. We know that, right? Church is not about destination or the place that you go. Church is your true identity, church is actually the group of people. I want to remind you, though, the word church has never been used as the singular. True meaning of the church is actually plural. Other portion of the Bible says, two or more gather in my name. There I will be with you. See that? During these difficult times, and as a Christian, a lot of Christians have this misunderstanding or a wrong norm about the church. Church is a building. Church is a place that I go to worship. But upon the Jesus Christ, true meaning of the church is your identity. Because the church is us as a plural. And head of our church is our Lord Jesus Christ. Church is your true identity. And it was Christ who established church based upon the man and woman of God like you and me who are faithful, who received Jesus Christ as our own Savior. That's what Jesus Christ said in this, this passage as a context. Upon the faithful Christian believer and servant of our Lord, servant of me, you know, my servant of, uh, you know, Lord Jesus Christ, I will build my church. And he did. He did. He paid great price to build and establish his church. He died on the cross, considered one of the worst criminal, and shed all last drop of the blood. And he died on the cross to build his church. Not only that, as he promised when he was ascending to heaven, he sent down the Holy Spirit, 120 people, including 12 disciples, and praying at the day of Pentecost. Through the Holy Spirit, he finally started and established the church. That is the true meaning of church. Then what is the purpose of the church? This passage clearly tells us the purpose of church. Why, in a word, Jesus Christ established his church. It says it here, the second part. So 
that the hell of the gate, the gate of hell, will not prevail against it. What is the purpose of church? We as a body of Jesus Christ, we as a one united um, Jesus Christ, we with the one heart and gathered together and supporting and praying together in each other, getting into this spiritual war against Satan. You know, the evil spirit in Satan's attacks has been so severe lately. I'm sure it wasn't God who initiated all this pandemic crisis. He's in charge, right? So he allowed this pandemic crisis. We don't know. A lot of conspiracy theories going on. Um, we don't know who actually started, who, who caused this COVID-19. One thing that I know was actually from the spirit of evil. That's the word that we're living right now. The reason that we have to be united, the reason that we have to be together so that we can engage in this spiritual battle, the gates of hell will not prevail against it. That is the true meaning of the church. Get that? Church, we are the body of Christ. We have to be gathering. We have to be bound in love of our Lord Jesus Christ. Help one another. Support one another. So as one of our body, our members are going through a very difficult time. You know, getting into this spiritual battle, we are to be there to uphold them, to support them, to, to help them sustain during this very difficult time. That is the true purpose of the church. Not only for our own body, but actually people around our culture and around our community. You know, reflect on what we've done. Despite all difficult times, you know, during this pandemic crisis in 2020. I believe that's a great example of what church should be doing or true meaning identity of the church. At the outbreak of COVID-19, as I was praying, I felt compelled to start this caregiving team. So I present that idea to the missions board. Ever since that, the missions board, you guys are doing amazing, amazing work. You know, the missions board feel compelled to really give the physical help to those who are in need. So we made this two big arrangement of the lunch meal to the Champamana building, the seniors and those who are disabled. We were able to provide one meal during the time of Easter, the other meal during time of Christmas. We provide about 30, 35 meal each time. And here's the thing, here's the deal, here's the deal. When we, as the body of Jesus Christ, when we as a church, when we extend our identity to the people those are in need, and they are start getting interest in who we are in Christ. We didn't preach the word. We didn't say any word about Jesus Christ. But when our hearts with our hands and feet really approach the those in need and help them, oh, you have to see that their lives been transformed. The manager of the Temple Mana building to get into the point that he starts sharing his prayer request, his praying with one of our, you know, the leader Francesca. And then he's been really he knew a little bit about Jesus Christ before, but because of your act of generosity, was able to transform his heart, was able to have him closer to the true meaning of the church ecclesia. And we also, this big and such a nice card, there are about 12, 13 people just wrote, thank you, pastor, thank you, the church, I love you guys, and we had to enjoy the meal. We did not preach the gospel but they heard the message of the gospel. How? With our hands, with our feet, we being the true ecclesia, 
practice the, the meaning and purpose of ecclesia to go out to help those in need. We didn't have to preach the gospel. They heard the gospel. After that, also the missions board were really helping those who are in need during this uh, Thanksgiving time and Christmas time. We bought a lot of gift cards. We gave to the family those who are in need, and we gave to the homeless people. We didn't say the word Jesus Christ, but they heard the true message of the gospel. They felt the sense of this community, the true ecclesia. And recently, I got this request from Actually, the one of the church down in the New York, a very close church because the pastor of the church is my uncle. And he shared this idea about in honor of our grandfather and his church want to send the one of the missionary uh, to the one country in Asia to build a church, start planting the church uh, in Asia. The name of the country, I believe, is Cambodia. 99% Buddhism country and then following the spirit of our grandfather, this church is actually planting the church. And when he was sharing that idea, I felt compelled to be the part of it. So I shared this idea and our missions board and you know, generously and graciously approved it. So we are sending the funds to the church with this church because of your generosity. We were able to be part of this new church planting in a country where there is no Christian ever. You see that? What we can do as a church. Not only that, you know, think about our deacons. You know, last year, our deacons also act upon the faith. And then we provide the great Thanksgiving meal to our family. You have no idea, families and their relatives, how blessed they were. We didn't say a word about Jesus Christ and the gospel. And they heard the message of the gospel because of the generosity, because of this willing heart from true identity of ecclesia from our deacons board. And, you know, a lot of our deacons members, not only they make phone calls to you guys, and they also visited you, gave you a plan or a car, right? Because that's how they believe their identity and our identity. Think about our men's group. This past year, men's group were able to have the successfully the one mask drive. When we were deeply in need of masks, facial masks, we were able to distribute about 500 masks to our church community and our you know, community and our society here in the city of Somerville and around this area. They didn't say about the word Jesus Christ. But I'm sure the people who walk by get the, get the facial mask. They heard the message of the gospel. And then they kind of have a sense of our identity. We have Zach, let's see. The one last thing, you know, our men's group. And recently, they were able to do this amazing online fundraiser, Jokes for a Cause. We were able to raise the most amount last year. And then we were able to give generous I think about three grand to the hearty meals for all. And we also use the remainder to actually give all the gift card to um, one of the silver shelter, this women's shelter. And when I actually met uh, the leaders of the uh, hearty meals for all past few, past weeks, a few, few weeks ago, um, and she actually gave me this card. And as I was reading the cards, I really brought the tears in my eyes because uh, in the car, I'm just going to paraphrase it. She said, we as the nonprofit organization, Hardy Mill, last almost 10 years, and we've been having this um, great vision to share the quality meal to people those are in need. But due to this pandemic crisis, we're getting 
very hard time financially. We are struggling to the point whether or not we'll continue on this you know, ministry. But because of your and your churches and your pastor, your generous donation, and I think this is God's call to them, to us, to continue on this ministry. They're not religious nonprofit organization. They're not Christian. But they start using the word God. And because of your generosity, you are able to help and sustain and went on and go on another phase of ministry for this important, important organization. See that? We as the church, the body of Jesus Christ, Ecclesia, this is the time we're not only just speaking the gospel, that we are act upon the gospel for that reason in 2021. With my deepest passion, with my deepest heart, I declare the theme of this church is radical generosity. Can you say that with me? In fact, radical generosity. In other words, of radical generosity is following the footsteps of the public ministry that Jesus Christ did. In other words, radical generosity is following the footsteps of Jesus Christ. Think about that. Whenever did Jesus Christ here doing his public ministry on earth, he never just preached alone, right? He never said that, oh, you guys are sick. Let me just preach for you. Let me pray for you. And then leave. No. He has always two things on his hands, okay? Preaching the gospel and actually provide the needs of their needy one. Give the healing of those who are blind. Give the healing of those who are lame. Give the healing even those who are deaf. And also give the food and physical help to those who are in need. In fact, the structure of the Jesus Christ's ministry, radical generosity, is always action first, and then message follows. Okay? He always go there to help the blind, and then because of the blind faith, he will also tell a little bit little portion about the gospel. Jesus Christ never said that, oh, you're blind. Let me heal you first. But listen, before I heal you, let me listen. I want you to listen to this gospel message. You know how I came down from our God. We're all simple, but because of the grace and mercy of our God, I'm here with you. Receive me as your savior and you will be living eternal life. He never said that, right? He never preached that way to the those who are in need. He went on and healed their need, meet their need. And then, just, just to kind of season the little, little, little tiny taste of the gospel in it. Because of your faith, you are not only healed, but you are also saved. In fact, that Jesus Christ was always, always living his life upon the radical generosity. And I believe that's what we are in need in 2021. That is our direction to the ministry. We are not going to be having, you know, thinking about, you know, having more people inside the church because we cannot have inside indoor physical building, you know, worship service. No, that's not our point in this year. This year, our point is how we can actually go out, how we can be the hands and feet of our Lord Jesus Christ, how we can practice and perform the radical generosity the same way that Jesus Christ did. You don't have to worry about spreading the gospel because as I share with you so many examples from our missions board and deacons and our men's group did, they heard, they were able to hear the true message of the gospel, the true meaning of ecclesia by your hands and by your feet. That's what I feel compelled to do with you guys. Church is plural. We are 
in this battle of this uh, spiritual warfare with this evil spirit. And not only us, that we are also have responsibility to go out, to embrace the people into our community, to make this true ecclesia for the glory of our God. This year, I believe that's the way that we are going to do the ministry. That is the way that our Lord Jesus Christ calls us to do the radical generosity. Brothers and sisters, I want to also read one more passage. Paul said in um, Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20, he said this, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly more than all that we can think and ask and imagine according to his power, this is at work within us. To him be the glory in, he said where? In church. In the church, in Christ throughout all generations forever and ever. You see that? The mission of God should be carried upon the church as the body of Jesus Christ. So who we are, we are the church. We are the bride of our Lord Jesus Christ. We as a plural body of Jesus Christ, the group of people who are called out of the same message, same purpose that is built in the foundation of the gospel to practice the radical generosity that those who are in need. And I pray and I promise you, if we do that, we can simply evangelize. We can simply spread a gospel, not by even telling them, not by even putting all our effort to bringing people to Christ. No, all we have to do is just help those who are in need. And here's an amazing reminder, amazing uh, testimony. When we do that upon our faith, God will always provide. Amen? God will always provide. And here's a great example. You know, when we begin our uh, you know, year 2020, I think our remaining balance of our missions board is around $20,000, $18,000. We used them a lot throughout this whole year. And when Teresa and I asked him about the remaining balance a few days ago, we had about $26,000. Amen. You know what that means? There are so many of you generously give your heart and give your tithes and give your offering to the missions board, to our church, because you know what we've done. You know what we could do with this, this you know, resources as we put our faith upon God, not worrying about this pandemic crisis, lacking the finances, we used more and God provide more. That's how we as Ecclesia, that's how we as the body of Jesus Christ should work. Amen. So who are we? We are the church, the bride of Christ, known for generosity, seeking injustice, experiencing love, and not backing down in the face of opposition, and but taking the message of the gospel and Jesus Christ to all of the world. What are you missing during this difficult time? I believe that you are missing your true identity, true meaning of the church. I know you're missing coming to the church, physical building, but I want to remind you, you are the church. I am the church. And we are called to practice radical generosity as one, our identity in this time of need. And that is how we are going to deliver the gospel in 2021. Amen. Amen. Our Father God in heaven, I just want to give you praise and honor to remind us 
who we are, our identity. Lord, we are ecclesia, that we are the church. We feel compelled to do the radical generosity the same way that your son Jesus Christ did, Lord. Empower us and strengthen us and also challenge us so that we can take a step of faith, whole body of Jesus Christ in this church, to be the light of this dark word in this community, to use us, our hands and our feet and our action to deliver the gospel. We pray all in our Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior's name. Amen.